Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. All right, we have a July giveaway winner. So S. Sophie B., thank you for leaving an amazing rating review in the month of July. You are now the owner of the book, The Happy Mind. So find me on Instagram at Robin Baldwin, Robin with a Y, Baldwin like the Baldwin brothers. Um, send me a DM and uh, with your, your shipping address, and I'll send that off to the publisher, and they'll get you your book. All right. So now for the August giveaway, if you have yet to leave me a rating and review, I'm giving away to one lucky winner, a copy of the perfection detox by Petra Kolberm. It's all about taming your inner critic, living bravely and unleashing your joy. So if you haven't left a rating and review yet, head on over to your podcast app of choice or open up iTunes, leave me a rating and review in the month of August. So you have up until Friday, August 31st to leave me a rating and review, and then I'm going to pick one lucky winner. So as always, this helps other alpha females find this show so that they can learn how to create work-life harmony for themselves. So you're helping out your fellow alpha female and potentially winning a book for yourself. So thank you always for listening, and I appreciate you if you leave a rating and review. You've heard me sharing about my Thriving for MS guide several weeks now, but I've actually adapted it so I could create a free guide for you to optimize five areas of your life that are the building blocks of your overall health. It's everything I wish I had known to take care of myself before my MS diagnosis happened. I believe that those who thrive living with an autoimmune disease have been gifted with a sidekick and it's our duty to teach others about proactive health, even before it becomes a pain point in your life. So I've put together a guide on the five building blocks of health. You can find out how to eat right for your body, different ways of moving your body, getting yourself into an amazing fitness or movement routine, learn how to get better quality and quantity of sleep. Learn to decrease that stress and really manage it, and then reduce toxic load on your body. So download the free guide at bit.ly forward slash health building blocks. That's bit.ly forward slash health building blocks and blocks is plural. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please message me on Instagram once you download it and let me know how it is serving you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 131. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Carly Sweet. Carly once worked in the intense corporate fashion world of New York City, spending her workdays people-pleasing and her nights and weekends shopping and drinking to fill the void she felt within. Almost daily, she struggled with low self-worth, poor relationships, and constant anxiety. Worn down and tired, she finally decided it was time to make a change, and she began setting aside an hour a day just for herself. Over the next two and a half years, she went through a process of personal transformation. 
She realized her issues arose from being afraid to say no, whether out of reluctance to hurt others' feelings or due to her own crippling anxiety and guilt. So in late 2015, she quit her corporate job and enrolled at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City to become an IIN health coach. Today, she's a self-care coach and author of the book Boundaries with Soul, Living Just Outside of Seattle, Washington. So we just finished wrapping our chat and it was amazing. She is such a beautiful individual and such a calming voice. So I hope you absolutely love the chat and we really get into good conversations around people-pleasing, control, giving up control as an alpha female, letting people help us, and also lots around boundaries. So let's get into the chat. Welcome Carly to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having having me, Robin. I'm so excited to dive into combo with you. So when I sent you over the definition of what I think an alpha female is, what did you think of it? And how do you see yourself as one? You know, I absolutely loved the definition. You know, I think harmony is something we're all really, we're all really striving for. And being an alpha female, someone who is passionate about her work and someone who is also really passionate about living a balanced and amazing life in her personal life. Um, You can have both. And it is this, I kind of think of it as like a dance. And for me, I'm, I'm an alpha female because I know how to say no. (laughs) I know how to create harmony within my life, within work, within my personal life. And I try really hard not to get them too muddled and having that awareness and the confidence to speak up about when things are getting a little too blurred makes me an alpha female. Mm, I love that. So we shared in your um, bio in the intro that um, you're an author of a book called Boundaries with Soul. So would you say that like boundaries actually goes hand in hand with creating um, like quote unquote, the perfect work-life harmony? Absolutely. They, I think one could not exist without the other. Um, you know, and I think people can say, Oh my gosh, well, how am I going to, you know, build boundaries at work? I can't tell my boss. No. It's like, well, you can, (laughs) there are nice tactful ways. Um, you know, and, and digging into those uncomfortable spots. Usually the, the first place that comes to mind is like, usually the area that we need to be paying the most attention to, to create that harmony. Um, that's usually where we're lacking is the most. Mm, it's so funny. Cause I was just like, as I was walking into the boardroom, cause I record during my full-time job at lunch hour, my boss was walking towards my desk. I'm like, podcast time. <laughs> He's like, okay, see you at one. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I can't do it. Like sometimes we actually, I sometimes I've had to like push it off for guests. I'm like, my boss called me into a meeting. I'm so sorry. And then there's other times where I'm like, no, you made me move this already. I'm going to record a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's finding that harmony and, and knowing when it's okay to stick up for yourself and knowing when, okay, well, I really do have to you know, this work thing is a priority. I can reschedule. People are understanding. Yeah. So how long have you been out of the corporate fashion world? Oh my gosh. Since, let's see, I left my job in um, September, 2014. Oh my God. Wow. Four years. Sorry, 2015. 2015. Three years. Okay. 
Interesting. Okay. So now as you know, you work in the health and self-care kind of industry, how do you actually structure your work-life harmony? Give us kind of a glimpse into a day of. Oh my gosh. Well, in the beginning, it was all over the place. Like you can imagine everyone has these like grand ideas of working from home. It's so magical and you really just like wake up in a cloud and no, it's actually the opposite. And it's really hard to create harmony because especially if you don't have like a dedicated home office or a certain set meeting every week or a call with someone, it's really hard to stay focused. And there are still times like I'll find myself working till 9 p.m. And because I love the work that I'm doing. So it's fun and it's exciting, but it doesn't carry over well (laughs) until the next day. I get to work from home whenever I choose, which is a blessing with my full-time job. But sometimes I can't because I actually don't take care of myself as well as I do when I'm in the office. Yeah. So Uh totally, totally. So I've, um, you know, put, put really, you know, strict structures around my day. So like I have a self-care routine that I do in the morning. I try to be, you know, working by 9am, like a normal corporate job. I take lunch. I try to eat it away from my desk, go for walks during the day, um, like household chores. I really make myself do them before or after work because it's easy to get caught cleaning the house at 2pm when you should be working. (laughs) Um, and I guess what this should be working. So like if you have created those rules for yourself, like I'm going to work a nine to five kind of hour, um, then yeah, but it's also, do you give yourself grace where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck right now. I really don't want to write this, this email or go live on Insta story. Like I need to just kind of do something else and change my, my vibe. Yes. And I think that's, that certainly come with time for me. Um, I, I talk to a lot of new entrepreneurs and they think that they have to stick to these hard, fast rules or everything's going to crumble around them. And it's, I've learned to really listen to my intuition. And like, I took a two hour nap last Thursday and like, everything was fine. (laughs) Like I was just really tired and, um, giving myself that grace to, make decisions based off of how I'm actually feeling. Um, you know, there's a difference though, when it's like 2 PM and I'm like mindlessly scrolling through Instagram, like, okay, I should be doing something productive here. This is absolutely a time suck. But if it's like, I want to go work out or I want to take a nap or walk the dogs because it's gorgeous out. I absolutely do that. Oh, you said dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? Oh, yes. We have two. um, Benjamin, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you've certainly seen them. Benjamin looks like he's about 15, but he's four. And he is a Basset Hound Terrier mix. And I actually got him when I was working in New York City, um, living with my roommate. So we've been through a lot together. And um, Bailey is our Staffordshire Terrier, or sorry, she's a Staffordshire Whippet mix. So she's a ball of energy and a ball of love and so crazy. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so going back to... Um, your time in the fashion world. Did you ever have a moment, like a, a pure aha moment where you're like, enough is enough. I can't, like, I'm not taking care of my myself properly. I need to do better. 
Absolutely. It was summer 2015. I want to say it was June or July. And, um, I locked myself in the bathroom stall and had what I, what I now recognize as my first panic attack and everything really slowed down. And I was like, this is so weird. Maybe I didn't eat enough. I'm probably hormonal, all these excuses that I like ran through. And, um, really realized at that time, like, this isn't the life I want to be living. I don't want to be any of these people. I don't, I don't want to do this work. I love fashion. I love the industry, but I'm, I'm not destined to work here for the rest of my life. And, um, things really started to change. Thankfully I was already enrolled at IIN. Um, and I think that going through that coaching program really gave me the clarity. Um, I wasn't sure what I would do full time with coaching, but in that moment locked in a bathroom stall, I was like, okay, yeah, I am on the right path. This is really happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we read in your bio that IAN is Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Yes. 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 Okay, cool. So what would you say you're most passionate about now as you've transitioned out of the corporate world? Oh my gosh. You know, most passionate about spreading the word of self-care and really driving home the fact that self-care isn't always like manicures and bubble baths and chocolate cake. Like it's really about listening to your emotions, honoring them, knowing that you're not a bad person because you said no to someone. (laughs) And, um, and also knowing that building boundaries is in a way to keep people out or to keep you trapped at home. It's really a way to help you uncover what you're passionate about and really show up to the things you care about. Um, I talk about, I talk obviously about boundaries in my book called boundaries with soul and, um, it's available on Amazon and it boundaries, creating soulful boundaries and discovering my loving no is what I call it is what empowered me to become this alpha female that I am today. Uh, people around me respect me more. Um, you know, I'm making more money. Like things just start to change when you start to respect yourself. I love that. So we've had a few boundary conversations on the podcast before in season, I think it was like season one, this is season three. Um, we had a guest come on and she called it the dirty yes versus the clean no. Um, and she was very much, um, say no, don't explain yourself. So could you, could you describe what a loving no is and how it might differ from a, from a clean one? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. Um, you know, when you're building boundaries, there will be a lot of people in your life who don't understand what you're doing, especially if they're really close to you. Um, they'll feel insulted or hurt or like you don't like them anymore or they did something wrong. Which, while that's none of your business, <laughs> you know, how you make other people feel um, or how, you know, they think about you, it's important at times to explain your boundaries and to explain where you're coming from and to set the intention that this is loving. I'm doing this out of a space for me. Um, you know, 
you probably wouldn't do this to a random stranger on the street, but to your partner, to your spouse, to your mother, your dad, or your children, explaining the intention and and showing that this is coming from a place of love because I want to be a better person. um, That's a loving no. Hmm. Okay, cool. Um, So let's get into how you take care of yourself. Um, How do you nourish yourself on a daily basis? So physically, I nourish myself by drinking a lot of water, (laughs) lots of water, Um, giving myself breaks, like I mentioned, the grace, right? Having the grace, like giving myself the grace to to move and to be fluid throughout my day. Um, And eating, eating food that actually makes me feel good, but also not feeling bad if I eat cheese or enjoy a cheeseburger or a slice of pizza like that to me is really nourishing as someone who I don't do well with restriction at all who does um and also getting a lot of sleep and putting my phone away for at least a good chunk of the day Hmm, that's so cool so when you hear the words self-care. Did that, like the definition of self-care for you, did that change over the years? Like, did you see it as something pampering at the start and now is just like a healthy habit kind of definition? Yeah. When I, when I started my self-care, the the pivotal moment in my self-care was going to the gym and dedicating just an hour of time to myself. It could have been reading a book or, you know, getting a manicure, getting a massage. But what it was, was just the simple act of dedicating a chunk of time to me and only me that really started the domino effect. And over time, that self-care grew into more of an emotional self-care practice, which is what I'm so passionate about helping other women uncover right now. is, you know, building boundaries. It's okay to say no. How are you feeling? How can we communicate that in a positive and real way? Um, so I think all self-care really starts with these small things that we consider luxuries or, you know, chocolate cake, but it morphs into something bigger. Yeah. It's interesting because it, it's totally a different definition for everyone. You know, some people see self-care as like booking, monthly massages or going to the spa for a pedicure. And then other people are like, no, my self-care is drinking water every single day and making sure that I'm eating food that fuels me. Um, so it's so interesting to see how it is very different for everybody, but at the root of it, it's just like, and that's why I love, you know, building, um, an alpha female takes care of herself, like first and foremost, because at the root of it, how you take care of yourself is what will allow you to be ambitious in this world. Um, Absolutely. So what would you say it, like, do you have a weekly fitness routine or movement routine? Oh yeah. So I, speaking of grace, you know, I gave myself permission to stop doing workouts that I absolutely hated. (laughs) And realized because I kept telling myself, Oh, I'm so lazy. Like why, why can't you make yourself do this? Um, and I, I, one day I was like, you know what? I, I give myself permission to let go of things in other areas of my life. Like I'm going to do it here. 
And now I do Pilates twice a week. I horseback ride. I, um, walk, we walk our dogs when it's beautiful out. Um, I just am more consciously aware of moving my body, um, instead of sticking to this, like, you know, hard set repetition workout that doesn't work for me. That's so cool. I, um, the other day I worked from home, so I, uh, took my commute time and I took the dogs for a five kilometer walk. Usually it's a lot shorter. And I was like, this is the best vitamin D time I could possibly give myself. And the pups yeah. slept for the rest of the day. I'm like, you guys just walked 5k. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but it's, uh, it's, I just need to, um, figure out how to bring that in. Cause it's like, I love when guests come on and they're like, I don't have a weekly fitness routine, but I love walking. Like, does that count? I'm like, yes. Can we stop like trying to diminish the fact that going for a walk is absolutely amazing for our bodies? Um, I know. So it's, I love Especially that. like if you're sitting all day, right? Like in corporate too, I used to, you know, partner up with one of my work friends and we'd go for a walk for like even five or 10 minutes to go pick up our lunch. And it made the world of difference. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, it's just so nice to hear. And it, it's weird. Like the inflection in your voice too, is just like, oh, like, um, I was interviewed on the luscious hustle podcast and that word luscious has been in my head. Like, how can I make more normal day to day things, more luscious feeling? Um, and when you have that kind of feeling and that intonation in your voice, I like to say that you're doing something luscious for yourself. I love it. It's so true. And I think just coming back to the idea that like the simple things are sometimes the most beautiful and most important things that we can do for ourselves. And we tend to lose sight of that. So something like going for a walk is so rewarding. I mean, that feeds like a primal instinct of ours to like get out into nature. And we tend to really overlook it. Yeah, it's so true. Um, you know, every, every, every Instagrammer and their mother is doing like grounding practices where they're just like going to stand in the grass and digging into it with their bare toes. And it's like, unless you actually go and do it on a daily basis, you don't realize how cool it actually is. Yeah. Like, and like, if you actually have grass, like in New York, didn't have grass. Like my dogs didn't know how to pee on grass when we moved to Seattle. <laughs> We had to teach them. <laughs> yeah. My, um, uh, we're in Ottawa and we have a beautiful property. So we're very lucky, but I was in Toronto for the past 12 years. And I remember taking our puppy. I took her to Toronto twice for the weekend. And I remember she had no idea where to pee when we were walking down the street. And I'm like, sorry, babe. <laughs> like, um, just, just over here. And she's a female dog too. So she's like, really, you want me to squat on the sidewalk? <laughs> like, mom, this is so embarrassing. Okay. So we talked about emotional health as well as part of your self-care routine. And I always ask my guests, like, what do you do to reduce stress if you've let it build up through the day? I'm assuming now you're really good at kind of like nipping it in the butt, but maybe as you were transitioning and learning how to handle these panic attacks, is there anything that you did like first off, like I can do this to handle this? Um, absolutely. You know, taking deep breaths. And, and I talk about it in my book too. I think the first step is really just creating awareness. So thinking about a situation where things really do go wrong and then 
inserting yourself there and saying, okay, what was happening? Where did I feel it physically is so important. Um, so for me, I get nauseated knots, I call them. And when I feel those, it's like, okay, something's happening. A boundary is being violated. Now's your, like, this is your warning to tune in and make some changes or else like maybe a panic attack comes. Maybe I explode and yell at every living thing near me because I'm, I'm still dealing with this. You know, I call myself a recovering people pleaser. And as new challenges come up, planning a wedding, getting married in like two months, no, these, these are new challenges, but still resorting to the old ways that I learned to deal with it initially helps me immensely to just call in those practices as needed. We're getting married in August. Okay. I thought so. When's yeah. your wedding? Um, middle of August. We're not, we're not sharing the date publicly. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. But I probably have several times. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting because it's everyone. Uh, well, I don't think I've ever gone into this into the podcast, but I did release a blog where I was like, stop asking me about wedding planning. I have so much more going on in my life, but it is, um, it's interesting because I, I am, and I, I'm harmonizing all of the things from building a doTERRA business as a side hustle to my full-time job to taking care of myself as I live with an autoimmune disease. And now I've got like the party planning for the wedding thrown in. And it's just like, breathing is so key. And when, when you listen to someone say like, are you taking deep breaths? It's like, Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, that thing. Oh, that thing. It's so simple. (laughs) It's so simple. And it, it really allows you to respond to situations instead of reacting. If you can react with your breath first, instead of, you know, words or actions, or just like feeling it boiling inside, coming back to your breath is such a simple tool that you have with you every moment of the day. Mm -hmm. I, um, I always go like, if I'm having a stressful reaction to something, I go to my fiance and I'm like, I'm dealing with this. And he's like, why is that a problem? Like he always questions. I'm like, Oh, right. I don't know why that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like little things like one of his friends still doesn't know who his plus one is. And I'm like, I would just really like to put their name on a place card way ahead of time so that I'm not rushing in August. He's like, babe, it's not a problem. It's only May. And I'm like, Oh, true. Not a problem. Okay. Stop stressing. But it's like, I need that like reality check from him because he's so even keel. Um, and he's my like reminder to breathe or just to stop and be like, why are you having that reaction? Cause stress is always your choice. Like you get to choose how you react to things. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so true. And it's, it's unfortunate when people continually create their own stress, you know, and, and just creating awareness is the first step of what you're creating. And I think it takes like hearing that message over and over again, because even in the, um, in the self-help world, there's the, you know, stop the glorification of busy. And it, I, I don't think it really hits home for someone until they hear it over and over again, that they're using, Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm, I'm really busy. Instead of actually telling people how they actually are from a feeling standpoint. Absolutely. It's just a filler word. Yeah. But until you hear that over and over again, 
Uh, I think it's the same way. Uh, and especially in the corporate world, you know, if you walk into, I would say pretty much any corporate kitchen or water cooler area and you ask somebody how they are, they're probably going to say, oh, I'm really busy today because they don't actually know how to have an actual conversation outside of the stress that's going on. I know. It's so true. It's just, it's like robot mode. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think podcasts are going to make a massive difference in the world because people are starting to hear these conversations more and more. And they're like, Oh, I'm totally that person that answers the, how are you question with I'm stressed or I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it takes having a personal experience for it all to, to con- connect the dots. And I say the same thing about the word, sorry, like it's such a filler word. Like what are you actually trying to say? One of my frontline leaders on my doTERRA team is going to hear this episode and laugh because she says sorry all the time. And I get so angry with her. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, sorry. I know, I know. And I, there are just so many ways to turn it into an empowering sentence and like take the power back in the conversation and it's a word I've literally cut out of my vocabulary unless I'm genuinely sorry about something. That's cool. What other words have you cut out of your vocab? Hmm. Busy, stressed, sorry. Definitely those. I mean, I, I certainly, I wouldn't say that I've cut anything out, but like just being honest when people, okay, no, I actually, I have like when people are like, how are you? I stopped saying like, I'm good. I'm really trying to change that. Hmm. I have this thing and it's really just, um, a way of making people smile. When people ask me how I am, I always say I'm spectacular. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. Because when you say that word out loud and somebody's reaction is like lit up, you, you're just going to be spectacular by default. (laughs) Yeah. You're just going to feel better instantly. So that's my thing. (laughs) I love that. What piece of advice would you go back and tell your 20 year old self? Um, especially as she was like trying to figure out who she was in the world. Oh gosh. I think, I think the first thing I would say is stop worrying so much about what people think and you don't need a man to make you happy. (laughs) That's really hard to put into practice because I, I'm still part people pleaser or recovering people pleaser, I would say. Um, and I still don't know if at my 20 year old self, if I heard that kind of over and over again, I'd be like, okay, but how do I actually do that? Like, (laughs) how do I, especially in the social media world that exists now, like, how do I stop caring about comments? How do I stop caring about likes? Like it's feedback telling me like, is my message things that I'm sharing with the world relevant? So I'm being conditioned to want people to like me. So I actually don't know how a 20 year old would physically practice ignoring that. So I have a way and I I do it. I work very selectively with private clients and we came up with this strategy And I think for it to be effective, you have to recognize yourself as a people pleaser, as someone who does care. Um, And you start by just doing something rebellious each day. And I actually did this with my my personal life coach about two years ago. Um, And just doing something against the grain that you normally would each day. So like my client left the dishes in the sink overnight. 
and she didn't vacuum on her normal day and she didn't leave, you know, a normal, you know, throw the change in the tip jar, like things that she had normally been doing to make other people happy. She just stopped doing one little task each day and began to notice what you begin to notice over time is like, I'm still a good person and I really don't care as much about what other people think people still like me. (laughs) It's okay. Interesting. Oh, I love it. Now I'm trying to figure out where I need to rebel. It's really empowering because you really start to to learn and crumble around you. That's so true. As like a rule follower and according to Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, I'm part obliger. Yeah. So it's really hard for obligers who like use public opinion to get things done by account through accountability. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I love that challenge. I hope that resonates for some of the listeners as well. It's really fun. And then you start to feel like, Oh my God, like I'm so powerful, right? Like I'm an alpha female. I didn't let that man over because he didn't get off at the exit soon enough. (laughs) Like, you know, it's little things, but they, they snowball. Interesting. I feel like the the only rebellious thing I did today was leave my breakfast cereal bowl in the work kitchen because both dishwashers were full. You're really so I'm really, I'm so rebellious. <laughs> You're so rebellious. And I even looked at the sign that says like your mother doesn't work here. Please clean your own dishes. I'm like, no, no. Nope. I hope no coworkers are listening to this podcast. <laughs> They're like, Robin, your cereal's on your desk now. Okay. I love this question because it kind of gives insight um, in terms of how alpha females problem solve. But do you have any pain points right now that you are solving for in your life? You know, I think the ongoing one for me always will be learning how to communicate how I'm feeling in a mature, responsible and constructive way. So it's, it's situational, right? So like our wedding coming up, I'm very much like you, like, I don't really talk about it. It's not overtaking my life. I don't eat, sleep and dream about, okay, I have dreamt about it. Cause I'm, cause I know I can be an anxious person. I'm having wedding nightmares, but (laughs) those I'm certainly having. Um, yeah, I had one last night too. (laughs) I've like forgotten to write my vows and I was like uh, in the limo on the way to the venue. And I'm like, haven't written the vows, trying to ask somebody for a pen. Like that's, yeah. oh (laughs) my God, I think they're unavoidable. You know, I think my pain point is though, trying to to navigate this new stress and, and knowing, okay, yeah, I cannot talk about it with people, but it's still seeping into my subconscious, obviously, if I'm dreaming about it. So how do I mitigate this during the day? So it's not affecting me at night. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe it is talking about it. Maybe it is communicating it more, calling on, on others for help. Um, cause like my sleep should not be affected by this. So I have, oh, this might be an interesting perspective. I, Brene Brown writes about how, you know, many people have a hard time asking for help. And I bet you 
alpha females worldwide are like first to raise their hand and say like, what? I don't need help. I can do it all myself. Um, and it's the same thing. Like I approached wedding planning. Um, so for me, a little bit of backstory for you, my listeners know that I've already planned a wedding. I actually called off my wedding in 2012 and left a really toxic relationship. So I've already done this once. And so I went into this going like, I've got this. I don't need any help. I know what's important to me. I know what to not spend time on. What's not really that important. What's a big like money drain. Um, but it's still a lot of things to do. And I finally threw up my hands and I was like, I can't plan the rehearsal dinner. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't add another thing. We're going to this restaurant. And my fiance is like, I really want a backyard barbecue. And that gave me the heebie-jeebies. I was like, I can't clean the house the week before. We can't have people over. And he's like, babe, I'll take care of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, like completely? Like you'll do the menu, you'll hire uh, a chef or you'll do the bar, like you'll, you'll do it. (laughs) He's like, yes. And and both our moms are alpha females as well. And they don't understand this either. They're like, so what's on the menu? And Mike's like, I've got it. And they're like, no, but what's on the menu? Do you need salads? Do you need, who's buying the booze? And Mike's like, I've got it. And he won't give anybody information. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Um, and so everyone's just like, no, but no, but really like, why can't we just put it in somebody else's hands? And like that tape, this is going to be perfect practice for me to actually like let go and not worry about it. It's releasing that control. Like I was talking to my client about this, you know, as recovering people pleasers, we are so willing to give things away that we'll find things to cling on to super, super hard because we feel like this is where my sanity is. This is where my control is. This is how I take all my power back. But it's the practice of letting that go and trusting other people. I have goosebumps just saying this because it's so hard. (laughs) Um, Letting it go and, and allowing other people to make you happy. Yeah. That's, uh, it's interesting. And even in let me use my doTERRA business for an example. Like it's green cleaning week as we record this in May. And I have some of my leaders co-creating with me. So instead of me going live in our community Facebook group every single day, everybody's taking a day. And I was just like, oh, that is like amazing. And I don't have to stress. I don't have to worry. I could totally be like, now make sure you cover this recipe and this recipe and make sure you tell them about the giveaway. And, but I'm like, nope, they've got it. Like just got it. Just let it go. Um, but it, it is same thing as like implementing a fitness routine or learning confidence. Like it's a practice. You have to try it out for size, um, see how you did and then just like keep doing it. Exactly. Just adjust as needed. And it it comes back to grace, right? Like this is the theme of this episode, I feel is grace. And things might not go perfect. They might not turn out as, as you envisioned them. But what happened is so much greater as you empowered someone else to to step up and become a leader, whether it's your fiance or one of your leaders on your doTERRA team. Yeah. No, that's so true. And that's, that's why I was so attracted to, you know, how I've structured the alpha female definition and why I was 
also attracted to the doTERRA business uh, and the company was because it's a culture of empowerment. You know, I want to empower other alpha females to take control of their lives and take care of themselves properly so they'll be around for eons and eons to go after all of their goals and be with their family. And same reason, you know, I've partnered with doTERRA is to teach empowerment around health. Um, and I, I can't do that with like gripping onto full control. So it's, um, it's an, it's an interesting kind of journey. And that's why people say that most network marketing companies are a self-development journey, like wrapped up in one, because my biggest lesson right now is letting go of control. Oh my gosh. doTERRA is such a self-development journey, like challenges you and inspires you and empowers you. It's incredible. Yeah. What would you say your biggest lesson has been in your doTERRA journey? Oh my gosh. I think it's, it's around the same lines as yours, just letting go of control and finding a way to lead instead of do like I'm, I'm always the one to be like, Oh, I'll do it. I can do it for you. Oh, I'm happy to do that. No, it's like, let me teach you how to do this. Let me inspire you how to do this. Let's find what, let's find your why, you know, what's driving you instead of forcing my beliefs onto you. Yeah, I think, and I haven't had this conversation, but women that are in high powered corporate jobs, have been conditioned to manage. And so I think that corporate women that decide to build it as a side hustle and then even go into it full time have such a, an interesting kind of journey that someone that may not have ever had to like manage a huge team, um, because corporate culture, um, is not always about teaching empowerment. Um, so, uh, so that brings in like totally different, uh, perspective, I think. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning that as I go, um, because I've definitely been a manager most of my career and I try to do that in my business. I'm like, Oh, that's not working. <laughs> oh, no wonder. Well, and I think, you know, the leaders, they have to just like, I imagine them being kicked out of the nest at some point. We manage them until a certain point, And then it's like, okay, girl, fly. You're ready. Baby bird Go. analogy. I love it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Um, cool. Well, it's been so lovely chatting with you. And I love how you show up in this world and just your energy on this call. But will you leave our listeners with my very favorite last question, which is what is your definition of happiness? As you say that, it just like, I just feel warm. You know, to me, my definition of happiness is living a life that follows your truth. Like, you know who you are, flaws and all, and you're totally, completely okay with that. And, you know, don't need that external validation and find find those people in your life that support that best version of you. I love it. Thank you so much, Carly. Thank you, Robin. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. It's the most popular mushroom product on the market, and I've actually been drinking their Shaga tea even before they sponsored the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I figured it was about time I got you guys a beautiful discount so you can snag your own mushroom coffee, tea, or hot cacao mix. I'm obsessed with the Shaga mushroom tea. I drink it in the afternoon for a really high dose of antioxidants, 
And then the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is my favorite for an evening treat if I have a sweet tooth craving. So use the promo code alphafemale at checkout for 10% off and you can shop on their website at foursigmatic.com. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast up of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.